0: to figure out that no one would call I think I've got a lot of friends but I don't hear from them what's another night all alone when you're spending every day on your own and me Searching
1: Good morning everyone, my name is Robin Slaw, I'm your director of religious education, and I use the pronouns she and her. In our congregation, we call this coming of age year our quest year. And on a regular year, our ninth grade students would spend every Sunday evening with us learning about Unitarian Universalism, its history, its theology, how we govern, our spiritual practices, our beliefs. We normally spend an entire year in discussion, plus take a heritage trip to Boston, where we learn even more about the birth and history of Unitarian Universalism. The students work with mentors who are adult members of UUCC, who guide them through the process and become a trusted adult with whom they can bond and have deep conversations. This year was different. We only met twice a month instead of every week for most of the year. Our youth were already spending hours a day online and we didn't want to add too much more. So we covered all the same topics, but a light version and half as much time. And this year we offered quests to both eighth and ninth grade youth because we weren't able to run eighth grade owl class virtually. Our mentors joined us once a month and they did a superb job of getting to know their youth virtually. Six youth made it through this year, and we're sorry that one of our youth couldn't be with us today. We miss you, Sophia. And I want to acknowledge and thank her mentor, Pamela Henry, for accompanying her on this journey all year. And you'll get to meet Amber, Jen, Lee, Lindsay, and Ryan later. We couldn't have done this class without the help of Alice Fam and KP Vero McLaughlin. You both have my undying gratitude. You'll meet our Quest youth in just a moment as they present their credo statements. Credo means to this I give my heart and our Quest students will give you a piece of their heart this morning. Hallie, Lily, Rose, Tegan, Tori, I am so proud of you. You've worked hard and thought hard about challenging topics. So everybody enjoy the service and our Quest youth today. And I hope you stay around after the service to greet these wonderful young people of our congregation.
2: Good morning. My name is Hallie Getty and my pronouns are she, her. And it is my honor to welcome you to worship at the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Columbia. As we begin, we honor the Piscataway people and their ancestors. It is upon their land that we here in Columbia reside. We are served by the Reverend Paige Getty, Minister, as well as a talented and dedicated team of religious educators, musicians, and other professional staff. I want to express my gratitude to all within our community who are striving to keep us connected and to provide meaningful worship service during this unusual and trying time. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, whoever you love, and whatever your faith tradition, you are welcome here. We particularly welcome any guests who are watching this service. We hope that you will join us in the future when we return to the Owen Brown Interfaith Center so that we will have the chance to meet and welcome you in person. I want to draw your attention to the visitor form that Amber has dropped into the chat. If this is your first time worshiping with us, or if you are a regular guest or visitor, please click the link to fill out this form. We would love to say hi and get to know you. If you prefer to follow a classic order of service, there's one available on the UCC website for you to download. Amber will drop that link in the chat as well. If you have a joy or sorrow to share with the congregation, please email it to joysandsorrows at uucolumbia.net. We will read it it aloud later in the service so we as a community know know to celebrate with you or grieve with you and hold you in our thoughts you will find a link to a word cloud in the chat box. We are asking you to submit one word about what you believe to see a taste of what we have been doing for the past year. This final word cloud will be shown at the end of the service during our announcements. As we prepare to begin worship today, I ask that you settle yourself comfortably, take a deep breath, and let yourself listen to the sound of the bell.
3: Hello, my name is Lily Bonilla and my pronouns are she-they. Our chalice lighting today is from a poem by Shell Silverstein titled, The Voice. There is a voice inside of you that whispers all day long. I feel that this is right for me. I know that this is wrong. No teacher, preacher, parent, friend, or wise man can decide what's right for you. Just listen to the voice that speaks inside. Good morning. My name is
4: Amber Guthrie and my pronouns are she and her. These last months I've had the pleasure of getting to know Tori Schlossnagel in our weird virtual world and I hope to be able to chat with her much more in person soon. Within minutes of meeting her, it becomes clear that Tori is able to navigate her world with a balance of awe and ease. Her deep love and appreciation for her family and friends has created a solid foundation for her as she moves forward with her life. She often orbits discussions, leaning on memories with those she loves the most, and her optimism and hope she has for all of her, theirs, and our futures is amazing. Tori is open and honest, possessing an impressive ability to observe, process, and adapt, something she accredits often to others, though I think is also an innately part of her. She is open-minded and thoughtful with her words, creating a space and conversation for life's questions, both big and small. Whether she is sharing her voice through her own words, with her body through dance, or through the music she plays, I hope she'll always have the rapt audience she deserves. We should all feel encouraged, proud, and truly lucky that her path has crossed ours here at UUCC.
5: My family has always been a big part of my life. I don't really notice it all the time, but when I look back, I see that my family affects every aspect of my life. The food I eat, the way I dress, the friends I make, what I love, what I hate. They affect most of my identity. They've always been very accepting and encouraged me to be who I truly am. But how does one do that? We be you. I constantly feel like I need a template. In school, there's always a right way to do something. You write an essay like this, or play piano like this, or solve an equation like this. But when someone tells you to be who you truly are, my brain shorts circuits. Like There's no rule book or instruction manual to read. My favorite author is Oscar Wilde, and he once said, be who you truly are because everyone else is taken. That sounds easy enough, right? I should like the things that make me happy, dress the way I feel comfortable and confident, eat what I like because it makes me feel good. But it's never that simple. When every aspect of your life is affected by someone, good or bad, you can never truly do something without their influence. George L. Borges once said, I'm not sure that I exist, actually am all the writers that I've read, all the people that I've met, all the women that I've loved, all the cities that I've visited. It shows how everything you do is because of the people you love most. I cook and play music like my dad. I love nature and go to this church like my mom. I socialize and make jokes like my other sister. I get lost in thought and spend hours reading like my other sister. I have the same conversation style as my best friend. I even cook my ramen like my neighbor. Everything I do is influenced by the things or people I care about. I learned to find the beauty in things from books. I learned to dance from my studio. I learned to swim from my coaches. I learned to bake from my grandmother. I learned to never judge a book by its cover from people misjudging me. I learned to have ambition from my parents. I learned to write from my sixth grade English teacher. I learned that it's okay to let other people win sometimes from years of friendship. I learned to always help people from the adults in life. I love percussion like my father. I love food like my sister. I get mad about invasive species because of my mom. I love arts and crafts like my grandmother. I love to swim because of my grandma. I love music like my sister. I love mini golf because of my grandpa. I love to make other people happy because of my great-grandmother. And the list goes on and on. I've learned everything from how to talk to how to turn on the oven from anyone and everyone in the life. So when people ask me about myself or tell me to just be myself, I freeze. There are so many parts of me that are made by others. Some may say that I shouldn't let others influence me so much, that I shouldn't let them have that much power. And they may be partially right. I never let people influence me so much that I lose my core beliefs, my morals, that I hurt someone or lose little quirks that make me mean. There are parts of me that are me, not affected by others, just me. I make facial expressions like myself. I dissect problems like myself. I analyze the world like myself. I worry about things like myself, no matter how silly they are. I love classic literature. I love to dance with my studio. I love to play the piano, even though I mess up a lot. I will buy and light every candle sight if I could. I bake when feeling any emotion because every scenario will immediately be made better with food. I love to swim, but I have a fear of drowning. There are about a billion contradicting opinions on every subject in my head right now. I can't make decisions for the life of me. I talk to my cats like they can understand me. I swear my house is haunted. I'll buy summer clothes in the winter and winter clothes in the summer, making my closet disastrous. I will listen to songs I like on repeat till I get sick of them. I'll stop watching shows halfway through only to start a new show and do it all over again. I love walking barefoot but hate not having socks on. And I will constantly shake my legs at the dinner table till I drive my family back. According to Merriam Webster, identity is defined as the distinguishing character or personality of an individual. And yet, my identity isn't just me. When you look at my distinguishing character or personality, you will see things that are purely and wholly myself. But you'll also see how my parents, sisters, aunts, uncles, cousins, grandparents, neighbors, friends, teachers, and everyone in between affects how I live my life. So what what do I believe? Who am I? I am me, but I'm also them, and I don't ever want to cut off the parts of me that were made by the people I love. I never want to be so independent, so unaffectable, that I never let anyone change me. In my mind, part of loving someone is loving how they do things how they live their life, and then following in their footsteps. That was a very long way of saying, I am who I am because I always want to love with my whole heart. I am who I am because the people I choose to love with that heart. I am who I am because of me and the unique mixture that is the life that I have lived. And I do not doubt in my mind that the melting pot that is my identity will only grow as time goes on. But right now, I am me, and I have a lot of people to thank for that. This is like Real
6: People Do by Hozier.
3: Hi, I'm Lindsay Lucas. I'm here to introduce Hallie Getty. Hallie is an adventurous, independent, creative, smart, and kind to everyone she encounters. She has a knack for helping people figure out what they need and also helping them get it. She likes English and history in school and enjoys working on her camper van with her father when she's not biking or hiking or hanging out with her friends. And even though the pandemic prevented us from spending much time together, During these last few months, I think she's growing up to be a terrific person who already makes the world a better place just by being in it.
2: Who is God? Where is God? What is God? Who knows? These may be questions that are never answered by anyone living here on this planet. This planet that is a rock floating in space with seven or eight however you see it, other planets in our solar system. The solar system in our galaxy filled with other solar systems and our universe filled with galaxies and galaxies forever. An infinite space filled with nothing and everything. So maybe it doesn't matter if I do my math homework or write that essay or lie to my parents or unload the dishwasher or go to college or be nice to my sister. But maybe it also does matter because I have values, my values of compassion, kindness, acceptance, equality, friendship, honesty, family. They all play into why I do my math homework and I'm nice to my sister and unload the dishwasher. They make me believe a lot of things, but it has been hard for me to put a finger on what what a lot of those big picture things are. That doesn't mean that there aren't some things that I do know I believe. I believe that each person should be treated equally. I believe in our Unitarian Universalist principles. I believe in science. I believe in myself. I think I believe that there is a divine in love and in nature. I think I believe that we live on in a sense. I want to talk about something I think I believe in order to try to define what it really is. For me, as I assume it has been for some of my peers, this process has been about asking myself many, many questions and taking the time to really think about them and find the answers I be- the best I can. I've spent a lot of time thinking about one thing in particular. Death. It is deemed as scary, and it can be. Getting sick or being old or feel like you're leaving everyone. Yes, yes, all very true. But we all die at some point. I mean, for now. Our bodies only able to hold us for so long. So what happens when our bodies are done or our bodies give up? Where do we go? Do we live on in some way? What happens to our minds, our souls? All questions that still no one has the full answer to or at least that's what I believe. I do have my own ideas though. Heaven, hell, no, not hell, maybe heaven. I don't know how to elaborate on hell. I just don't think that people, however bad they are, deserve to be banished to hell. Maybe the horrible people just die and don't get to live on. Or maybe, just maybe, we don't get to know the answer. Maybe we don't deserve to know the answer, or maybe there isn't a direct answer. Well, there not being a direct answer, or an answer for me is okay. Maybe heaven is just on earth where you're living your best life. An idea I've had of heaven before was a long hallway with neatly made hospital beds all lined up evenly apart with clear glass boxes floating just above them with glowing balls that I imagined as our souls. That is what I think lives on, our souls, the impacts we've made on people, not direct reincarnation exactly, but maybe a form of it. I don't think that we ever form into a new person or become reborn into an animal, but I do think we live on throughout our impacts that we have made on people. I think that some people will live on forever because of the impacts they have made. I do believe this, officially, ish. I have sought for the answers of what happens after you die for so long, and for now, I have found the answer for me, I think. On this journey of mine, I have found that the most precious and important thing for me has been time. Time is what it takes for me to find out what I believe in, one, there is no time for me to tell you everything that I believe at this very moment, not in this service, nor in a lifetime. It changes every day. Two, I need more time to sort out what I believe in. As I said, I could update you every 24 hours on something that has changed within me or beyond me that has changed my, lives, my life, my beliefs, or how I think. So that's it. I'm, on, I'm still on my spiritual journey as we all are, of learning, being open to change, and discovering my beliefs.
5: Unitarian Universalism is a very long name. Written by Jennifer Dant, illustrated by Ann Carter. Welcome friends. If you're reading this book, it means you want to learn more about Unitarian Universalism. Maybe your family goes to a Unitarian Universalist church and you have some questions. Maybe you have friends who are Unitarian Universalists and you're curious about their faith. Either way, asking questions and looking for answers are important to Unitarian Universalists. We believe that no one has ever finished learning. Our faith keeps growing and changing like all living things. This is why we call our faith the living tradition. Let's go exploring and find some ways to answer your questions together. Who are we? Unitarian Universalism is a long name. Why? Because it combines the name of two different religions with roots that go back hundreds of years. Unitarianism and Universalism were both Protestant Christian faiths that had many beliefs in common. In 1961, they decided to join together to become one faith. Today, the seven principles sum up Unitarian Universalist beliefs. So what's the first principle? Each person is important. Be kind in all you do. We are free to learn together and search for what is true. All people need a voice. Build a fair and peaceful world. We care for the earth's lifeboat. All people are important, no matter what they look like and where they come from, or if they're boys or girls, how much money they have, or what kinds of families they live in. None of us is exactly alike. Even when we live in the same family or go to the same school, our differences make the world a better place. Our soup kitchen needs your help. It's not enough just to talk about what we think is right. We should work to make the world a better place. Everyone has a right to a safe and happy life. Unitarian, universalist children help people in lots of ways. They hold car washes, pizza parties, and bake sales to raise money to help people around the world. Older children help younger ones with their homework. Youth groups serve meals to the home of children. Children often lead the way in starting recycling programs in their own churches. You don't have to be famous to do the right thing, and you don't have to be powerful to make a difference. What do we believe? As we grow, we never stop learning about right and wrong. We learned about how to make the best people we can. These ideas are part of what we call our religious values. Like children of all faiths, Unitarian Universalist children learn to practice their religious values at home, in church, and in their schools and neighborhoods. Every religion has its own important teachers. Christians learn from the teachings of Jesus. Buddhists learn from the lessons of the Buddha. Unitarian Universalists learn from the wise teachers of many religions, and from Unitarians and Universalists who came before us. We also learn from the teachers today. New lessons and ideas are all around us. As we grow up and explore all of these, we find our own truths. Sources of our faith. The sense of wonder we all share. What wise men and women have said and done. Lessons from all religions that help us tell right from wrong. Jewish and Christian traditions that teach us to love each other as God loves us. Science and reading. religious teachings about caring for the earth and celebrating nature. How do we worship? Unitarian Universalists gather in congregations to share, to celebrate, to give thanks and to work for a better world. In our churches, we hear words and music from many different religions. We also read the words of modern poets and writers. Most worship services have time to light a chalice, a symbol of Unitarian Universalism. Our services usually have time for quiet thoughts and for prayer that's said aloud. This time begins and ends with music. We often say a covenant together. A covenant is a promise we make to each other like this. We will be kind to each other and treat people fairly. We will respect and honor each other when we are gathered together and learning our home.
3: Good morning.
7: I'm Jen Hayashi, and it's my privilege to introduce Lily Bonilla today. Lily, a creative and talented visual artist, is also a person of few words. Yet when they're moved to speak, their words are powerful. They are critical of hypocrisy in any form from double standards for gender roles to the denial of basic human rights in a country that claims to promote liberty and justice for all. Their friends know them as someone of deep integrity who is also fearless, loyal, fierce, and fun. They don't care that much about school or the other rigid social structures they have to navigate to get to this thing we call adulthood, but they live every day with courage and authenticity. Lily, I'm so proud of you.
3: Who am I? I don't know. What do I believe? I don't know. How do I know? I really don't, but I do know. I am who you think I am. I believe what you believe. How? Because. I am who you make me. I believe what you show me. How? Because. I am who I want to be. I believe what I want to. How? Because. But the truth is, I don't know who I am, what I believe, or how I know. But the real question is, Will I ever really know? Good morning. My name is Rose
7: Specio. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And we're going to pause in our service to honor the personal joys and sorrows by placing a single pebble in a communal bowl of water to symbolize the ways that individual lives ripple out and touch all of us. I invite you to share in this ritual at home if you have what you need to do so.
8: I invite you to join me in a moment of prayer and quiet meditation. Our prayer is from Richard S.
7: Gilbert titled, Gentleness in living. Be gentle with another. It is a cry from the lives of people battered by thoughtless thoughtless words and brutal deeds. It comes from the lips of those who speak them and the lives who who do them. Who, Who of us can look inside another and know what is there of hope and hurt, of promise and pain? Who can know what far places each has come or what far places each may hope to go? Our lives are like fragile eggs. They crack and the substance escapes, handle with care, handled with exceedingly tender care. For there are human beings within, human beings as vulnerable as we are, who feel as we feel, who hurt as we hurt. Life is too too transcendent to be cruel with one another, too short for thoughtlessness, too brief for hurting. Life is long enough for caring, it is lasting enough for sharing, precious enough for love, be gentle with one another.
9: I am Ryan Smee, and it is my honor to introduce you to Tegan Veroe McLaughlin, a young woman of enthusiasms for theater, music, and musical theater, for justice, for society, and building a just society, for science, adventure, and the adventures that new discoveries bring. More than that, it has been a joy to see how courageous Tegan is in thought and deed alike, how electrified she is with undeniable and vaulting intellect, and how gleefully she pursues her insatiable curiosity. To Tegan, I would like to say this. Your spirit has impressed me and my family for years, but through quest, I now know that you, by being yourself, will achieve magnificent things. And I hope that you know that you should put no limits on your future. Tegan?
6: When I was small, my mom walked into my grandparents' pantry and little Tegan was sitting there uh, with all of her toy fairies facing down on the ground. My mother made the mistake of asking me, what happened to your fairies, Tegan? And then I factually responded, there's been a disaster. (laughs) I really was quite terrifying as a small child, but this is also when I learned how to appeal to the audiences I wanted to, specifically how to act around adults. It was the first time I had to assess how others viewed me versus how I viewed myself, and that whether negative or positive, my actions did have an effect on people. Around age three or four, one of our dogs died. I'd never known of anyone who had died before. I understood the concept, but the reality of it was different. There was no moment of ascension to the understandings of the workings of the universe, but it did solidify how much my pets meant to me. I still believe dogs are better than cats. Ever since I was young, I've had a very bad phobia of bugs. I'm talking really bad. I was known to have panic attacks if a stink bug was flying around the ceiling light, but I love the outdoors. One of the things I look forward to most each year is the UCC camping trip. My first house was right up against the woods and one of my favorite pastimes used to be climbing trees. I'm sure you can all see the irony in this. And although my phobia of bugs often did not mix well with my love for nature, I think it's what eventually helped me get over my fear. I was and still am very competitive and I was determined not to let this inconvenience best me. And although it took a number of years and some counseling, I can now freely go inside and out without the looming threat of bugs, bar the occasional moth. I think that having a love or passion for anything can be powerful. In first grade, I became homeschooled. Everything about it worked so much better for me. Except I realized I missed my music teacher. We happened to have an electric keyboard at home, so my mom said she would reach out to him for lessons. He accepted. I was never a prodigy at the piano, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. I later grew up to get a ukulele for a performance for the UCC auction. and learned how to play and sing with it in the span of six days. My fingers hurt so much. A couple years later, I started to learn the guitar, just like my mom and my brother. I'm still working on learning it and I'm trying to upgrade to an electric guitar. (laughs) Music has always been essential to my life from my dad performing Irish songs to me, to my brother, uh, me and my brother to get us to sleep and to the chalice lights. I had long hair for my entire life and it was one of my defining features right behind the color. So like any logically thinking person, I decided to chop it all off when I was 12. (laughs) One of the best decisions of my life. I've been thinking about doing it for the past two years, and in the summer of 2018, we scheduled my hair appointment. I ended up cutting off 24 inches of hair. That was all donated. As I grew older, I realized that the long hair no longer fit me. When I imagined myself, I didn't have it. Now, this wasn't the end of trying to get my hair to look like me. I grew it out into a bob after this, then shaved my head, then grew that out, then shaved the sides of my head, and now here we are with whatever I have going on. I realized no matter how hard I tried, how I appeared to others did matter to me. Cutting off all my hair was purely a selfish act. And I try to remember to be selfish when life allows. 2018 was sort of a turning point for me because this year was also when I helped found a religion. (laughs) To give as brief a summary as I can, I have a friend who found a rubber duck, sliced it in half, then said, hey, we can make a religion out of this. So we did. Now I wanna make it clear that the point of this was not to mock or make fun of any belief, but instead just for us to have something fun to do with friends. But it grew into more than that. I now serve in a five person council. Some of the people I know very well and some I don't. I never expected the significance this strange community would have on my life. Over the past couple of years, we've had conversations like not only what we believe, but what our beliefs are most important to us. How do we ensure we're being as accessible and equitable as possible? How do we not take ourselves too seriously? And what do we really want out of this? Some answers came much more easily to us than others, but one of the most meaningful things to me is that we had the conversations to begin with. We are now finishing our holy book where we shape our ideals in the form of our 11 commandments and tell stories, both real and fake. I mean, um, not fake, just very long ago in the past in another universe, far, far away. We have created a community of people that would never have been there before. And with this pandemic, it has meant more to me than ever to have people to connect with. I am now in this place somewhere in between adult and child. I'm sure some of you, one side seems easier to see me as than the other. Through the short timeline of my life, I hope to show you that moments can make us who we are. Because of my moments, I believe dogs are better than cats, that my actions can make a difference in the world, that having passions is important, that music is essential, that it's important to be selfish when you can, and that community, real or virtual, means everything. But I believe we're more than our moments too. I can't quantify or pinpoint the second I started believing in the power of action. There is no exact moment I denounced the thought of God and no time I said to myself, starting now I will no longer be scared of death. Sometimes things just happen without a single distinct change. So, in addition to my other beliefs, I also believe in doing the most good and the least harm as I possibly can. I believe in thinking critically and in science. I believe in the power of people, the power of an idea. These thoughts have come to me both organically and been instilled with me, in me through others. Even if I may not remember them, I take my moments with me and may, they make me the person you see today.
1: Here
3: at UUCC. Our financial contributions are freely given and very gratefully received. We will take a moment now to accept your freely given offering. Follow the instructions on the screen to make your own financial gift. Thank you for your generosity. is Lee Gellwix, and I would like to introduce to you Rose Spezio and her credo. I've had the privilege of knowing Rose far longer than the span of our quest mentorship, since she and I were both starting out in karate together. In the time since then, I've watched her, she's grown more confident and sure of her place in the world. She's a watcher, a listener, an observer of the world around her. She sees what we don't always take the time to. And that is a skill in and of itself. One that can be double edged to be sure and can tempt you to only focus on the negative in the world. Luckily for us, she's not chosen that path and has instead decided to use this skill to figure out what matters at the end of the day and will be sharing it with us today. Rose is a thoughtful, hardworking, creative person and I know that will come through.
7: I never had a straight answer to the question, what do I believe in? I don't even think most adults have an answer. And I feel like that's been a big theme of this past year. Being asked big questions. I remember when I was little, asking my dad about big questions, sometimes about life and sometimes about God. He prayed to us every night and I sometimes saw him early in the morning, wearing a suit and going off to work. He had to know something. I was known to be curious about life, always asking questions, and always felt like I was in my own head when I didn't understand something. I would always try to come up with an explanation, as I could, but I couldn't always come up with an answer. And as I've grown up, I don't think this part of me has changed. I've never been against the idea of God, but it seemed like whenever something extraordinary happens, it seemed there was always some sort of explanation for it, and my thoughts had changed even more. But at this point in time, I think I'm pretty comfortable in my beliefs which is funny because I'm comfortable with being uncomfortable. The answer could be anything or whatever our God might be. Maybe our God is a wise old man, like most religions see him as. Maybe our God is a goddess. Maybe we have many gods. Our entity in question could be as old as time, but they could be younger and still learning. We may never truly have an answer. I know this whole thing has been about me not knowing, but I know that even if I don't have an answer, I will continue to live on and continue to grow as a person.
10: Hello, UUCC. Please join me in singing hymn 1021, Lean on Me. Pain, We all have sorrow But if we are wise We know that there's Always tomorrow Lean on me When you're not strong And I'll be your friend I'll help you carry on For It won't be long till I'm gonna need somebody to lean on. Please swallow your pride if I have things you need to borrow For no one can fill those of your needs that you won't let. Lean on me when you're not strong And I'll be your friend I'll help you carry on For it won't be long Till I'm gonna need somebody to lean on If there is a load you have to bear that you can't carry I'm right up the road I'll share your load if you just call me lean on me when you're not strong and I'll be your friend I'll help you carry on for it won't be long
6: Thank you for worshiping with us today. Enjoy viewing the Belief word cloud while you listen to our announcements. The last UCC Vegetarian Cooking Show of the season will air tonight at Zoom, on Zoom at 5 p.m. Our own Jill Christensen will be preparing spinach almond bureks, bour- <laughs> del- delicious savory filled pastries, along with Jill, or just watch and socialize, but don't miss this fun evening. To register and access the recipe, please contact Jill, her email is in the chat. The Second Sunday Outreach Offering Team is seeking outside organizations, generally nonprofits, to be recipients of our Second Sunday Offering. The team invites your nominations. If you have an organization in mind, please send its name along with your name, a brief description of the organization, a link to its webpage if there is one, and a point of contact to the email address in the chat. Today is the final day to complete our communication survey. Share your input in order to help us determine which kind of information you wish to receive, in what ways and how often. Thank you. UUCC's annual meeting will take place virtually on Sunday, June 6th at 6.30 p.m. All UUCC members are encouraged to attend and must register in advance. Please visit the annual meeting website and register and view all meeting information as it becomes available. And finally, we invite you to remain in this room following all of today's postlude music to greet and chat with me and the other Quest students. Thank you for being with us this morning, and we hope to see you there.
0: Again. shake your complexion